So, did you meet any black people this week? Oh, did no, you befriend? Okay, okay. Well, of course, I, there was a new bus driver. So there's that. Um, but besides that, two things. So this morning, I had this crazy dream. What I recall is 50 Cent and Jagged Edge Are were in- Are you using your dream black people as your black people? They came to me in a dream, Aisha. Well, so no, yes, we've been they came this. to me, yes, this, this counts, this counts. They came to me in a dream. 50 Cent okay. and Jagged Edge were in their own R&B group, Aisha. What is Jagged Edge, what are their names? What are the members of them? <laughs> Who knows that information? The point yeah. is- Carry they on. were in an R&B group and I was headed to their concert <laughs> and I stopped at this powder pink gas station. All of the pumps, the gas pumps were powder pink. It was owned by this older okay. black woman. Camera on there? <laughs> Not, he should have been though. <laughs> and it was owned by this older black woman. And she and I had a conversation on generational wealth. And she was like, yes, that's why my daughter's about to inherit this and bust how her daughters, all three of them somehow, were helping pump the gas into my core. Oh, wait, that means I have a driver's license. Look at that. Maybe this is the future. <laughs> Maybe this is the future. But yeah, that was my well, dream. Their names are Kyle Norman, Brandon Casey, Brian Casey, and Richard Wingo. Just Wingo? So you know. Is that his last name? That is his last name. He didn't choose it, I assume. I assume. What's wrong with Wingo? Do you ever do this thing? Miss Solis? Do you Miss Solis? Do you, what is wrong with Wingo? Do you ever do this thing when you meet Black people in particular and they tell you their last name, you're like, oh, that's a slave name? You, do you ever do that? No. No? And I don't believe I'm going to start. Okay. I mean, I don't say, oh, no, not like out loud, because that would be. Okay. I'm not saying I do that. I was just wondering if you do that. I was, oh, I was just, all right. just randomly <laughs> wondering that. Okay. Um, <laughs> second person who, all right, I guess I didn't meet her. Laura, you didn't meet any of these people. Let's be I, not, I, but I listened to her. Like I was introduced to her. By your dream by way people, of a, Jagged Edge? <laughs> no, by way of a TED talk, because one of my new roommates, who I think might be a listener. I don't know. Is Alan a listener? Is he here? I don't know. Anyway, he was like, oh, Lord, you should listen to this. Somebody put me on to this. I think you would like it. And of course, I knew about her, about Lovey Ajayi. I don't know how to appropriately pronounce her last name. Um, but she wrote that book, Something, 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 and I'm Judging You. Did you <laughs> No? This does ring a bell? Something, something, something. I'm and I'm judging you. you. <laughs> yeah, that'll sound familiar. Anyway, the point is, the TED talk was about getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I feel like that's something we talk about all the time. At least I need you to know that the name of this book is I'm Judging You, The Do Better Manual. I am all oh, about that. Okay. See, on. I feel like she should be our friend though. She, she, she should be she our is. friend. She is our friend. She just doesn't. Well, just in know our it. heads though. She don't know it though. We should probably means. learn how to say her last name though. That might that be would be a part of the friendship. friendship. Yeah. So I met her though in the in the TED talk. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so, so she is our friend because you. She is our friend. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. On the internet. Boom. <laughs> I met her. How about you, Aisha? Did you, did you meet anybody? All right. So, my stupid car. Cars are. Ugh. So, I don't got a license. What I told you last time, get a bus pass. <laughs> so, my car has been having a lot of transmission trouble. We got it fixed and paid lots and lots of money to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And less than a month later, I kid you not, <laughs> last night, nope. 
while I was on my nope. way to pick up my husband from work, uh, the transmission decided to die again. I was on the I highway. Did. I got a Facebook message from your yeah. husband yeah, asking me if it. I could hit you up, but I was I was in the living room watching Lost. My bad. You couldn't hit me up because my phone died. But that's another part oh, of this. Oh, the struggle though. <laughs> no. So I'm on the highway and I'm like, dang, I know this. I know this. Been here. <laughs> I get off the highway. Why in the world was the first exit the most hood Ooh. place I have ever been? In your like, life? Possibly. Whoa. I mean, That's well, I see sick. it might not have been, but it was the probably the longest I have been in a place like that because I mm. couldn't leave because my car wouldn't move. You were trapped. You were trapped. So you were trapped in the super. I went hood. to three different gas stations because the first two were so sketchy. And I was like, nah. Wait a I minute. Can't. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you walked to no, these no, no. places. The car moved enough to get to, to the next. Okay. One. And then when I got okay. to the third one, it was like, okay. After the second one, I got help from this dude with a truck and a whole thing. He's like, oh, you gonna make it? So I pull out in the street, and the car was like, no, you're not. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just crossed the street into the the gas station across oh, the street, no. and that's where I remained for the rest of the evening. So, <laughs> this gas station. Why is it the most popping gas station I've ever seen in my life? This was like eleven. I was there from like ten p.m. or ten thirty p.m. to like one forty-five a.m. And, and it was still open. It was popping the whole time. Not only oh, was shit. it popping, so my phone died. Right and a whole bunch of stuff happened, but my phone died. And then a dance, a dance thing. And I was like, all right, what can I do? Cause I can't call Will. I can't, like, I can't do nothing. So I was like, you got the flares from your trunk. Nah, I was like, I'm gonna go into this food mart and see if they have a charger. Mind you, I have a Nexus 5X. Nobody sells this charger. Mm -hmm. It's like the most proprietary charger you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you got a charger this one? He's like, actually, I do. And I was like, oh, oh shit, won't he do it? Like, won't he do it? Like, Jesus. So, okay. So <laughs> he's giving me this charger. And I kid you not, the patrons in the store, this woman's like, <laughs> she's buying a charger. And I'm like, what? Like, Wait, why is this funny? Like, why are you making fun of me for buying a charger? Why are you making fun of you outwardly? Why are you at a quickie bar at like <laughs> midnight? Like, why are you here? So anyway, I go back in the car. I'm like struggle bus charging my phone. And I communicate enough to, to find out that Will's going to try and ride his bike from Atlanta to where I am. Because I didn't make it very far. Mm -hmm. um, and... Tell me why this gas station, not only is it popping, but it has not one, but two security guards, both armed, Wait, wearing flat jackets. Oh my God, what? Wait a minute. Are you sure this was a gas station? It wasn't a club that is looked well, like a gas station. There's a club behind the gas station. I found this all out later on mm. from another part of the story. How, but, what period of time has passed since you first arrived? When I discovered the flat jacket men? Yes. Uh, I've probably been out there for about an hour or so at this point, hour and a half. So Will's like an hour away. He's got a bike. It's going to be a minute. I'm just sitting there. My sister comes because he figured out a way to contact her to tell her to come get me. But I was like, this dude is like biking and it's really cold and it's starting to rain. I'm not going to not be here when he arrives because I feel like yeah. that would be messed up. So me and Emoji are just chilling in the car. The, the dog's Oh, you had your dog like, though. Oh, yes, I had my dog. Please, okay. I would have not stayed out there if I had not had that. See, dog. this is the thing. I'm like, Aisha, this don't sound like you. Were you in the car with all the doors locked? Like, what? Yes, yes, they were. Yes. <laughs> Despite the dog, yes, they were. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, anyway, I'm sitting there, I'm waiting. 
My sister left because I was like, you ain't got to wait. I'll be okay. And then a tow truck appears. And wait, it just appears? Like, I mean, it didn't. Like you ain't calling like, it didn't like no 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 he just he just chills there because of the two armed security guards. <laughs> wow! So I like just in like, case. So this is an this is a regular occurrence. Like they're always there at nighttime. <laughs> He's That's amazing that they were always there. So, you know this wasn't a part of my dream. I feel like this would have happened in my dream because in my dream I was in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. yes. So mm -hmm. I was like, you know, Black Jesus is sending me some help. I need to go receive my gifts. Word and word. Me and Emoji get out the car because I ain't getting out this car without this dog. You know? No. I, no. I mean, I know he's friendly, but they don't need to know that. Exactly. Y'all don't know what y'all think. He crazy. That's cool. <laughs> That's all I need. So, yeah, I go. I talk to the tow truck driver. And I'm like, hey, this is what happened. Can you tow me home? He was like, yes, it'll, it'll cost this much. And I was like, I don't have a choice. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> so... <laughs> And I was like, except we have to wait because my husband is biking. Oh, no. Of course you do. Oh. Uh, he's like, say what? Like, he looked so confused. <laughs> mind you, again, it is midnight at this point. And, <laughs> and dark in Atlanta. Um, not even Atlanta. Like, the outskirts of Atlanta. So biking, mm -hmm. not so much. Um, but, Yeah. It ended well. He told us home. It was fine. <sighs> we'll figure the rest out on Monday. Do we need to start a GoFundMe for your car? I mean, like, if you want to, because that car... Are there any guarantees? Like, did you get the transmission yes. fixed? So okay. we got the transmission fixed, and there is a guarantee on the repair that clearly did not hold. So mm -hmm. they're going to they're gonna have to figure that out. But yeah, all is well. I mean, if you want to start that GoFundMe, you go ahead. Our car's name is <laughs> Orville. We named him. He don't like oh. us no more. He just Wait, Orville? That's not like an old black man. Like a dusty one, though. Like one that hasn't been outside in a few months. Aisha, why you name your car after some disabled... I like individual. the popcorn. <laughs> Orville, red and vodka. What's that? What's that line that Lil Wayne has? It was just Orville and Newman and... <laughs> Or wow, one. so you just want to name your, your car after old white men. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, he's not very dependable, so. <laughs> Damn. All right, on to that. <laughs> on to the next. Uh, yes, so those are my black people. Always meeting new folks. Right? <laughs> the Adventures of Aisha. But shout out to Showtime Towing. <laughs> Showtime? Like the kids in New York? Showtime! Showtime, all right? It's showtime! I did not know how we was going to get home. And then G Black Jesus was like, here's a tow truck. Showtime! <laughs> Shout out to them, Black business. Thank you, Black Jesus. I will be. Oh, wait, wait. Was it a Black man? It was. Everyone's Black, except for one. There was one white lady, and I was like, hmm. What was she doing there? Exactly. Or she, was like she, was, she looked like she hang out there often. So, All right. I believe All right. it. Fix it like Jesus. Fix it like Jesus. Fix it like Jesus. Fix it like Jesus. I'm Laura Solis, first generation. Mm. American from the Bronx, living in Whitelandia, AKA Portland, Oregon. See, that's too much for me to mimic. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Aisha McGowan. I was born and currently live in Atlanta. <laughs> 
you come there back you home. It came full circle. Oh, what an interesting place I've come back to. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't quite the same. It might be. I wouldn't know. I was five when I left. <laughs> good point. Good point. How would you know? How? I wasn't hanging out at gas stations at midnight. <laughs> not, not that I know about. <laughs> I would hope not. My mama made sure her transmission worked. <laughs> have you had a good you 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 have a good mother. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so this week for Yes Queen. Mm-hmm. This is just an Atlanta-themed episode because I picked Miss Keisha Bottoms. She is the second ever African-American female mayor of the city. Mm. Um, you know, they have had black mayors for like 40 years, something crazy like that, since like the 70s. But only two women? Or 80s. But only two black women, yeah. Hmm. Um, but it was a runoff. I guess the original... Wow. Um, Election was so close that they had to like, I guess it was like a redo. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was really close again. But oh my gosh! And when you know when they initially announced like the results, it was like less than a thousand votes apart. So the second place woman can technically ask for a recount. But I haven't mm -hmm. heard anything about a recount in the past two days. So I don't know if they're like, we've done this again already. Let's let it rock. Or I don't know. So as far as I know, congratulations, Keisha Bottom. Right, congratulations. That's dope, Al. Yeah, yeah, Mayor Bottoms. All up. right. So <clears throat> let's just dive right on into our discussion topic. I want to name this episode Attack of the Black Female Body Snatchers. Why? Because this is about black female bodies and... Okay. The, I mean, a part of it will certainly be how the media, how society has an effect on how black women view themselves and how they're viewed by them and how that affects their, you know, their, their, their health, their genital health, their body. I don't know. Like, you want to tell I me something, like, about, something, something about that? Like what? what? Well, so bus how. Oh, okay. so yes, we got a bus how. Okay. Plus how Johnson and Johnson, you know the baby about the baby powder oh, people. Johnson and Johnson. Wait, they, wait, they're they're definitely white. So let me <clears throat> Johnson and Johnson. They were sued. They were sued because, and I mean, let me let me step back a little bit. So there was a woman. Well, several okay. women who was putting baby powder in her panties every day. She says she has been doing this since, since she can remember. Um, this is based off of a Time article that I read. And she, because she was just raised that way. And that's what the women in her family did. And admittedly, I grew up in one of my auntie's houses. My cousins that were seven to 10 years older than me did the same thing. Well, I don't know if they put baby powder in their panties, but I do know they put baby powder like on their chest. And that it was not uncommon to see women of color walking down the street with like white powder on their chest, like in the summertime in particular. And you just knew that it was baby powder. Like that was like, everyone did this because it was to mitigate sweat. It was also to mitigate smell because society has told these women 
that you smell bad. You don't smell like a white woman. You don't look like a white woman. Um, I'm not suggesting that they're putting white baby powder on themselves to be white, by the way, but to say they wanted to lessen their natural smells in so, so that they smelled like flowers the same way saying, I know who is it? Who's what's that vagina wash? The people, isn't it saying some summer's Eve? Oh, Saint, oh, and Saint Ives. Saint all Ives. of them. Saint I no, oh, Saint oh, Ives is the, the apricot stuff. It's summer's Eve. Oh, summer's Eve, Eve and Massengill. There we go. <laughs> they will, will have you believing that your vagina need to be smelling like flowers. Mine don't smell like flowers. It smells delicious though. <laughs> Moving on. The point is, oh, they would, they would, it's because it's sort of been ingrained in them that they have to smell differently than they naturally do in order to be desired and oh, or accepted by to be about. That's what it all comes yeah, down I to. I never like, into no, them feminine washes look scary. <laughs> I used Summer's Eve this one time because it was on sale you know, at Walgreens. You know why they, they bother me? I imagine that they're similar to Enemas. <laughs> Wait, what, Aisha? These I don't actually know how they I actually don't know. You don't know work. how these work, do you? It's just soap, girl. It's just soap. But you I always gotta... imagine you like squirt. No, 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 no. You're thinking about a douche. Oh, isn't that what Massengill is? I think so. I never used one. But can I tell you a secret? Well, is it really a secret? <laughs> it won't be anymore. On a... Once upon a time. So once upon a time in ninth grade, my oh, health dear. teacher gave us a lesson, which I really appreciate the sexual education that I received from this um, educator who we won't talk about how her life ended. But the point is, um, she was she was awesome. Anyway, she went on to talk about how douching was actually very unhealthy and very that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I heard. And <clears throat> in that respect, yes, it is an enema. For your vagina. Okay, thank you. Look at you. But not the same. So some as, it's just a wash, like a like a gentle yes. wash. Okay, it's just a gentle wash, like woolite for your vagina. Yeah, yes. woolite. Do they still make that? They do. They do. They oh, do. they have woolite colors as well, and woolite blacks. I've seen it. And I'm like, why couldn't you just stay being anyway? Focusing. So she had gone on to give us this like long on this long lesson about why douching was bad for you and how it actually would have adverse effects on your health. Um, and I had noticed like almost my whole life that there were these boxes under the bathroom sink and I knew what they were. I never like used one. Cause at this point, I think I was like 13, 14 years old. I was in ninth grade. Um, okay. but my mama, presumably <clears throat> she did. She, there was like four of them joints underneath the sink. But how I took it upon myself to throw them all away uh -oh. that day. I just threw them away. I threw them away. I didn't even tell my mother nothing. They ain't never showed up in the house again. So I don't know if she hid them from me. <laughs> I don't know what she thought happened. Enough. Maybe she thought I used all of them at once. I don't know. We never had a thought about This them. isn't safe for Loudy. <laughs> we got to put these away. She don't know what she doing. The point is I immediately threw them away because I knew or I had learned or at least was taught that that would cause harm to my mom's body. So I had to throw it away because, you know, you got to defend your mama. So there's that. Um, but yeah. Oh, so with the Johnson and Johnson thing, a bunch of women have been suing Johnson and Johnson and successfully 
have mm -hmm. won their cases. One woman won over four hundred million dollars. Another was cancer, won. right? The baby powder, ovarian cancer. It causes ovarian cancer. And both the women that I found so far, one was an older black woman, another was a younger Latina. But the fact, and I'm sure that it's not just prevalent in communities of color, but that's the ones I know, and I know they're using it. And when I mentioned this to my coworkers who do not look like me, they were like, <laughs> what? So yeah, there's that. Who do they um, look like, Lauren? They are white people. Oh, okay. Yes, they're all white people. I mean, I saw you put your hand over your face, but I'm the only one with a visual right now, so. I'm a <laughs> Mask off, nope, so black. Like, are they all <laughs> black men? Like, what is, <laughs> what are you implying? Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, no. So, uh, don't use baby powder on your vagina. Don't do your it. Your vagina ain't supposed to smell like flowers. Um, probiotics I learned recently are good if you have an overactive yeast situation. Um, which happens in cycling. If you're not careful. Oh, so yes, probiotics are good for dealing with, you know, a person's just natural yeast because yeast yeast occurs. That's just how we set up. Um, and it's necessary. It's healthy, but it can become imbalanced rather easily, it seems. And mm -hmm. that's what Summer's Eve is supposedly supposed to deal with. But uh -huh. I use my natural soaps and I've been all right. Well, you know, me and my black soap, we doing just fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's all I got. That's all I got about that. This is why I want to call it Attack of the Female, the black <clears throat> female body yes. snatchers. Because people out here profiting off of these misconceptions and these myths about black women's bodies as this title, as this uh, article is so aptly named. Mm -hmm. so that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, my dad sold those products at his, at his store and his customers were all black people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what was, who was in the neighborhood. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I looked at the box many a time, did yeah. not desire to put an enema in my front parts. <laughs> But that's dead ass though. That's really because I think the way it works is like you feel this. Oh, I remember there was like a vinegar one. Oh no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. and you're supposed to like squeeze no this. <laughs> Are you sure? No, you can't say things no come out. Time. Things come out. We don't we don't <laughs> and put you squeeze it into and it goes up there. And then, oh wait, I want to use scientific terms mm. because I feel like that's another thing. We be calling things all these like cutesy names, but guilty. You <laughs> you know, you put them, you insert the mm. tube oh. into your vagina. Oh, do you? And it goes up into your cervix and that far. It, it girl, the, the nozzle, yo, that nozzle though. <laughs> and some people got shorter vaginas. There's different length vaginas. By the way, let's just also add that when you look at a female's genitalia, mm -hmm. what you are looking at is called the vulva. Inside, that is the vagina. You know what? Okay, so there's this new Netflix show called oh. Big Mouth. Oh, and I haven't watched it. It's actually really, really good. It's like, it's, a, it's literally a show about puberty. It's animated. Um, oh, Netflix told me they thought I would like it, so it's on my list like now. Okay. Um, but there is an episode where the girl in the, in the, on the show meets her vagina, like literally meets her vagina. She has like a mirror. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it talks back to her. She has a I mirror. Figured. It's voiced by 
Kirsten Wig, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's like a like a hey girl conversation. Like they just have what, what did her vagina say? Um, well, her vagina introduced all the different parts. Okay. Um, is this show intended for adults? I am confident it is. Um, but you mean it's Netflix. I'm sure some child somewhere has watched it at this point. Um, but it's, it's, it's a great show. It's super weird and super uncomfortable, but what about puberty isn't? And I think that's kind of the point. Like there's all these things that we don't talk about because we've been programmed to believe that they're super weird and super uncomfortable. Like, see, but like, do you see when you say we though, do you mm-hmm. mean women of color or all women? I mean, everybody, like not even just, no, think about it. Not even just women of color, even men are programmed to like, when it comes to like the education part of it, mm-hmm. we are taught to kind of avoid talking about it or avoid understanding it. Ah, uh, see, this is, I asked this question because this is something where I do not have a wide range of information on. Like, I only know my own experience on this. And I mean, I know obviously sex ed has been like cut in many schools. They don't teach them in certain schools, things of that sort. And I was fortunate enough that despite going to a parochial school or Catholic school, we had, again, very thorough, Mm -hmm. detailed sex ed that to this day, I have still not gotten as good of an education or like I haven't learned any much more since then. And I trust me, I be reading books and watching YouTube videos and such because I want to know about my body and shit. But I really haven't learned much more than what was taught I don't to know, me I between seventh through ninth grade. And I, I was fortunate apparently because it seems to be a rarity when, you know, we talk to people. I mean, not that I'm at the bus stop talking to people about like, you know, putting the enema in their vagina or nothing, but people, like you said, don't, it's not necessarily a conversation that people are open to have or that it's information they have. I'm trying to remember if I ever had sex ed in high school. I feel like we had sex ed in middle school and that was like the extent of it. Like they told us, they showed us mm-hmm. how our bodies worked. Mm-hmm. They showed us the miracle of life. They showed mm-hmm. us 16 and pregnant. It was, it was mostly like, oh my God, the miracle of life yep. definitely <laughs> helped me remain a virgin for at least a couple more years. <laughs> Hell, that was effective. Oh, I am still terrified of the idea of a baby coming out of there. (laughs) (laughs) And their vaginas were all so hairy. Oh, Mm. my God. Mm. Oh, it was. Okay, so if you've never seen and or heard of the miracle of life, um, the miracle that they are talking about is actual childbirth. Like, they show you the baby coming out. Yes, you see. You, you see the small yeah. hole become a big hole <laughs> and a person emerge. <laughs> a whole person. A whole person. A big ass person too. And I mean, I've never had the big mouth <laughs> mirror conversation with my own lady parts, but I assure they, they you. They don't talk to you? You're, you're... They don't. But I assure you that I cannot imagine a person <laughs> exiting <laughs> from there. <laughs> The, the, uh, whew, I don't, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm really, I'm really, really not oh, there. So in this article, that Times article, I mentioned the black women beauty myths. It says um, that apparently black women spend about four times as much as white women on hair 
and twice as many black women douche and deodorize compared with our white counterparts. Um, the researchers found that like baby powder, over-the-counter douches and vaginal deodorizers contain ingredients, namely phthalates linked to cancer, among other health risks not listed on the label. So then the question is, why do black women work yeah, so hard did, to keep our vaginas happen? from smelling like we ever bleed, orgasm, sweat, or eat catfish? Um, in another Stop. insightful article <laughs> called An Odor of Racism, Vaginal Deodorants in African-American oh. Beauty Culture and Advertising. Um, but yeah, this is like, I mean, I put lotion on my body every single day. Um, you gotta moisturize. But it's because I need to moisturize and I see, I've seen what it looks like when you don't and I don't want to <laughs> live my life that way. Like that's not me living well, my truth. for a reason. You gotta, you gotta, because exactly. we moist. You gotta aid I will that. have you, I will have you know, every person who I've ever allowed to touch my body has been like, damn, you soft. Uh, <laughs> hello. Like, why aren't you soft? Like, let's have this conversation. But anyhow. Here is lotion. I would like to introduce you. <laughs> I mean, not for nothing though. Like if I'm ever in a room and I need hand lotion, I do look for the black person because I know it is much more likely that the black girl got lotion in her bag than it is if I was to ask, I was going to say Becky, but that ain't right. But you know what I mean? Anyhow. For me to ask someone that wasn't black. I mean, I usually do have my own lotion. I actually have three at work and they always come to me, but you know, moving on. <sighs> really getting a kick out of a, instead of Becky, now people are throwing around Jan. It cracks me up. <laughs> I haven't heard that. Well, cause you oh. know, the Brady Bunch, how like Jan had a bit of oh, syndrome yes. and they were always basically telling her to shut up and go mind her business. Yes, Jan. So I'm now everyone's that. just like, nobody was talking to you, Jan. <laughs> Totally adopting that. Totally adopting me up. that. Like, oh man. Takes so me out speaking of, of bleeding oh, and vaginas man. bleeding in particular. Just dive um, right on in there. <laughs> well, because I asked you about like if you think this is like a person of people of color thing, like if it's a black thing, like how we shy away about talking about certain things. And well, I have a question to mm -hmm. to lead into this. What was your like girl talk like like did your mom sit you down and was like this is what this is what's about to happen to your body like what That's was that conversation probably why i am like an eight-year-old child when it comes to things like this because i never really had that and i didn't really have girlfriends growing up mm -hmm. so all of these experiences were like they were nuisances to me because none of my friends had these problems all of my friends were boys growing up for the most part. So I didn't really have, like I, there was no one I really talked to about that. Um, mm -hmm. And like all of the changes that my body was going through, they just felt like a nuisance. Like it was just like- How old were you when you got your your first period? <clears throat> I was in seventh grade. Oh, me too. So what's that, like 12? Okay. Um, and I what's so. really, really funny, <laughs> I was like trying to be extra dramatic and like, draw attention to it because that's what i'd seen in health class like it was supposed to be this like big deal and i think yes. my mom was on the phone oh my gosh she did not drop everything it was just like, she, she did not stop well my story is a lot different please it was, continue it was not like any like it was it it was none of anyone's like concern wow. it wasn't a coming of age story no one cared no, no one, one cared, cared. <laughs> so like how did you figure out what to do like did I mean, you I, know enough to know like i need to get like right. a pad or so yes i knew enough to, to know that i needed to get a pad that's where we 
start, you know, because mm -hmm. tampons are just like graduating. Like we're not there yeah, You yet. can't have those. That means you ain't a virgin anymore. Continue. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> that's so what I did not know. <laughs> I'll tell you about that. <laughs> Lord, um, but yes, the, the, I, <laughs> tampons. So the first couple of times I tried to use them, I didn't know that you were supposed to take mm -hmm. off the cardboard out. Okay, so you and other people who I have met are the reason why there are instructions because I was like, are you dead ass though? Because someone else, actually more than one person. They don't explain them in the instructions very well. I'm oh sorry. It's my like, gosh. it's pictures. It's not like, and you're scared. That is painful. Unless it's a plastic yes, applicator. It yes, it is painful, actually. Oh my God. <laughs> be right. Like, no, it was not. At least you knew something was wrong. Oh God! Well, I just I decided ask it how many times wasn't for me. I don't know. I can't. I don't remember. I just remember that there was wow. an aha moment where it's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably because because oh, like gosh. the first one, the first ones I tried were the cardboard applicator, and I think I figured it out because I'd gotten one with a plastic applicator, and that was yeah. obviously not supposed to stay up there. <laughs> like, <laughs> plastic does not absorb, so how like does it was obviously work? not supposed to be a part of the problem. See, but not for nothing, the plastic ones are a lot um, easier for the application than the cardboard ones. But, yeah, but I digress. But, but, but the, the, little, the little, like, shoot thing? <laughs> yes. It like falls on its own. So it's like, oh, you want to leave. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is that. The cardboard one, when you, when you, when you applicate, it stays. It stays. Yes, it does. But with the plastic, it has like an It's extender. like a trombone. Because they yeah. did that little commercial. <laughs> when they made the little and then it, it's, it falls on its own, the little slider. And oh, then like, oh, okay. I'm not supposed <laughs> to leave this there. Okay. No, Trombone part, nah, nah, no. nah. And that is how I figured it out. So yeah, no, I don't feel like I was probably- Wait, so did your mom tell you anything? I don't think so. I don't remember having a conversation. Your and sister. if she did, maybe I blocked it out. I don't, I don't know. It was traumatizing perhaps, okay. I just remember- or it just I, wasn't I, even useful I, Like I went to the bathroom, I got my period and she was on the phone and no one cared and I figured it out on my own. Like I was trying to make a big deal about it. Yeah. So what happened was we were on our seventh grade field trip to Philadelphia. We had just seen uh -oh. the Liberty Bell. Yep. And then I went to the bathroom and I was like, oh shit, what the fuck is that? Actually, I didn't say that. I did not cuss very much as a child. But I looked down there in, into my panty drawers and oh. <laughs> I was like, this ain't right. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So I just stuffed some toilet paper in there and I kept it moving. I was like, I'm on this field trip. This is fun. So <laughs> I continued home with my field trip. And then we got home. Oh, let me also add, my mother was a chaperone on this field trip. Oh, Lord Jesus. Um, which that in itself is awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Anyway, um, my mother is a character. I love her dearly. Oh. Um, so then we get home and that I, oh yeah, that night I go into the bathroom and- Wait, you walked out all day with toilet paper as your defense? Yes, oh. uh, yes, yes. And I just, I kept replenishing, you know, okay. I changed it okay. frequently. Um, but it was, I don't recall it being a heavy flow. I don't okay. recall that. Um, so then that night, you know, hours later back in the Bronx, um, I tell my mom, 
And so she's like, oh, okay. And so then I go into the bathroom and I see some pads on the, like the counter and I'm in the bathtub now, but naked, Aisha. Cause you know, in a bathtub you get naked, right? And for some reason I had decided I was gonna take a bath instead of a shower. Mm -hmm. I learned quickly that was not the way to go. Um, <laughs> because your period does not stop just cause you're in a bathtub. It's not how this works. But why my mother decided this was the time to come in <laughs> to talk to me about what was going on. Aisha, I am cold in this bathtub. You didn't have hot water? Well, I'm cold because the water is no longer running. And I, I guess th at this point I had decided, oh, I should be taking a shower. This mm -hmm. should not be a bath because, <laughs> because not, and the way nature is set up, um, the way my uterine lining is set up. And this is when my mother decides to have the conversation with me. But the conversation, I recall it being, well, you go to school. You, they talk to you about this, right? You know what's happening. Okay, okay, Laudi, you, you'll be fine. And that was pretty much the gist of it. And I was like, oh, uh, good talk. <laughs> okay. But then mm. later on in the, no, the, next, the next day, it was a Saturday. My mother, don't ask me why, but she was in the shower on the cordless phone <laughs> talking to my Titi Carmen. I recall this. And I had stepped into the bathroom to do a number one. I, I just say that because like, I'll go in the bathroom and do a number one, but I won't do a number two if you're taking a shower. That's just disrespectful. Anyway, I go into the bathroom while my mother is in the shower on the phone talking to my Titi Carmen telling her about how I've become a woman oh, and dear. how I just got my period oh. and how it's the greatest thing since like Thanksgiving. I don't know. Oh, she's very excited. So she I'm, then called. I'm glad she was excited for you. Every single aunt. Oh, oh she was really excited. Godmother. Every female in my family well, knew, all knew that the uterine lining had shed for the first time. Well, yep. Congratulations. It, it was embarrassing to say the least. Um, but uh that was that was that oh but i did learn because i'm gonna say maybe a year or so later i'm gonna say a couple years later my mother found a box of tampons and she was like eh loudy what is this <laughs> like they're tampons mother <laughs> she's like are you having the sex <laughs> like no i'm not I'm having the period i'm not having i'm having the period I, i've never had the sex before mother <laughs> Because uh, at this point, I'm like 14. I think mm -hmm. I might have just seen the miracle of life. So I was definitely good for at least a few more years. <laughs> that will do it for you. <laughs> you know? And she told me that only people that have sex use tampons. And I was like, well, I apparently am the exception. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I remember from that time forward, I hid them from her. Because I didn't want her to think of me differently. Um, and then I later learned that in, like the Latino culture at least, and in just in other families, like that's, that's, that's how they, that's how they live their life too. You're not allowed to use tampons because it will supposedly break your hymen and you will no longer be a virgin, which okay. not everyone's even born with a hymen to begin with, but we won't get into that. But yeah, there was that <laughs> my period know. times. I'm trying to think of like why I don't think of that in terms of being a woman of color. Um, and I think it's, because when I like started that process, I lived of in being such a, a woman of color, huh? The like process of 
being no. a woman of color? No, the process of becoming a woman. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 in seventh grade. <laughs> um, that my, you know, racial identity or whatever was like the last thing on my mind. Um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the world hadn't kind of, hadn't, hadn't hit me in that way yet. All my friends were like Asian boys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I lived in a seemingly diverse town. Mm-hmm. Um, and my concerns were like video games, school, music, and sports, mm-hmm. and nothing else. And all things that were related to that were just terrifying and traumatizing, but not, but only because I didn't understand them. But I don't sure. feel like it was ever racialized for me. It wasn't racialized for me until, or I didn't become aware of the fact that my experience was different because of my culture until I think that ninth grade class, a ninth grade health class, where we spoke about menstruation and female bodies. And the teacher went on to talk about how in different cultures, like the usage of tampons can be perceived as such. And I was like, oh, she spoke to my mother. (laughs) Like, I was just (laughs) like, oh, so this isn't what everybody deals with. Okay. Um, Cause yeah, Jan didn't have that problem. I was like, all right. (laughs) But fast forward to our now. What if Jan was like Catholic or like super Christian? You don't think that would have been? Oh yeah, I think that would have, she probably wouldn't be allowed to use a tampon as well. Like if she was like super Christian, like super duper Catholic, like there's levels to it. So yeah. Yeah. What do, oh, see, now I'm really curious about how different cultures deal with menstruation. Oh, 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 speaking of which, so there's this man in India. That's not where I saw that going. Oh, the guy, the guy who makes the stuff. Yes, I've seen yes. It. Okay, I, I'm, give me a moment as I pronounce his very multi syllabus name. His name is, <laughs> oh, hold on. Aruna Chalam. Muruganatham. I hope I did that justice, brother, because I respect you and therefore I respect your name. Um, I'm a, I'm gonna pretend he's a friend in my head and I'm gonna name I'm gonna call him Aru for short. Um so Aru Aruna Chalam, try, try it, just go for it. <clears throat> Aruna Chalam. Actually, that's not so bad. So Aruna Chalam, he had just gotten married. He was he was in an arranged marriage. Um And not that that's actually relevant, but the point is he had just gotten married. He had noticed that his wife was holding on to what appeared to be like a dirty rag. And he was like, what do you have there? And she's like, mind your business. Um, (laughs) And he was like, I couldn't (laughs) write Nunya. But, you know, in a different cultural context, Nunya. Um, And he was, so he, he's like, I couldn't have that. I needed to learn more. Like, what was she doing? And so he figured out what it was and, you know, she was very embarrassed and it was in fact just a, a rag um, that was used in place of a men- of a sanitary napkin um, because sanitary napkins are not affordable where he lives. Um, so he says he wanted to be romantic and so he went to the nearest grocery store and bought his wife a pack of sanitary napkins and was like, here you are, honey. And when he asked her, why don't you use these regularly? She said, if I did this, then we would have to decrease our monthly milk budget. So like their grocery budget. 
because that's how pricey they are. And okay. I was like, well, dang. So he goes on to, mind you, he is a keeper. He goes on to then research. Oh, he, had, he, had, he bought her something to replace that dirty rat. <laughs> like you the man, but he wanted this to be sustainable, whatever it is that he did for her. And reasonable, money reasonable. wasn't. You know, and money was in fact an object. And so he goes on to disassemble one of the sanitary napkins, unused, fresh out of the package, um, to figure out just what it was and see if he could recreate it. I don't know what his background is as far as career and education, but he is a, now an engineer of sanitary napkins um, because he then used himself as a mm -hmm. test subject. Yes. There's a video of, somewhere. I've seen this. <laughs> none of the women in his life wanted to volunteer to use his pads. So he filled a football mm -hmm. with animal blood oh, and wore panties. That is dedication. And he used his sanitary napkins. And he said he gained so much respect for women that, that five days. He did this for five days. Mm -hmm. He wanted a normal ass flow. And he was like, I've never been so wet or squishy or messy in my life. <laughs> and so, excellent word, sir. Excellent word usage. And he created a machine because apparently the ones that are needed in order to make the, you know, the final product um, are very, very expensive. So he went on to figure out how to make uh, manufacturing sanitary napkins very inexpensive and now excuse me, he provides them for free in different cities in india because he only gives this to you if you are poor because he's like that's the barrier the barrier is not having money and i want everyone regardless of their stat their status to be able to use sanitary napkins because this is ridiculous you shouldn't have to be using a rag my wife should never have to use a dirty rag to deal with her menses on a monthly on a monthly basis. So he's provided like hundreds and hundreds of these. And he's like, I'm not in it for the money. He's like, I'm a philanthropist. The money will come, sure. But I'm not here for that. I'm here to help my people. So he's my brother. He I, I'm gonna say he's a black person I met. That's that's what I'm gonna say. He's one of my new black people. Mm. I mean, he's Indian, but he's a man of color. Like you have not like physically actually met. But he was in a video and I watched it. So mm. <clears throat> friend via the internet. Oh okay. yeah. So, so there's, there's that. I've actually met in real life. Mm -hmm. um, I met her at uh, the Untokening in LA this year, mm -hmm. and her mm -hmm. name is Chelsea Von Chiles. She's a black woman, but her story goes: she was in her car on her way to somewhere. She's like a fashion person. I think that's like her career, but whatever. And she saw this woman in the street, free bleeding. Oh, and was like, no, 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 that, that, that explain, ain't. explain free bleeding. She ain't had no pads. She ain't had no tampons. She just, it was just a flowing, a flow, flow, flowing. And um, she was aware that she was flowing. Cause she sometimes it's like, oh shit, surprise. And it didn't look like it was by choice. Cause she seemed, oh. she appeared to be, um, displaced. Okay. Um, so Chelsea oh, was like, what can I do about this? Cause this does not, yeah. cannot. Right? So she started Happy Period, where she once a month goes and passes out whatever kind of menstrual products you oh, need. Oh, wow. Where, where is she based out of? Los Angeles. Oh, that's what's up. People in Los, Los Angeles link up with Happy Period. What's but according to their website, which is 
hashtag happyperiod.org, spelled out H-A-S-H-T-A-G, happyperiod.org. Um, oh, okay. the It's a nonprofit and it has um, become a movement and there are chapters now in New York, Atlanta, Miami, oh, San Diego, up. Chicago, and DC. So oh, yeah. I go to this website, hashtag happyperiod.org to find out more about it, maybe see how you can get involved. Mm -hmm. um, but that is a huge problem for homeless people and homeless women. I had it is, read about there's, that, yeah. There's no budget for menstrual products and in prison too, there's no budget for this. So they, what do they do? Like, what can you do? Because it's it's also seen as an unnecessary expense. Oh, I forget the term, but it was just last year, if not the year before, that um, more fewer states, sorry, were taxing women for menstrual products. Is before you go to Dwayne Reed and you want to buy yourself a box of tampons, you have to pay tax on it, sales tax. And it's like, wait a minute, this is a healthcare need. I shouldn't be, if I don't have to pay tax on my Theraflu, I shouldn't need to pay tax on my sanitary napkin either. And it was only like a year or two ago that they stopped charging sales tax on menstrual products in particular because it's a necessity. And yeah, yet, I don't understand how it's not required to be in homeless shelter budgets and prison budgets. Like these women are, oh yeah, they're going through enough. They need food, yes. They need clothes, yes. And they also need menstrual products. Like, Once a month, they don't need that. How are you like, going to get out of that situation if you can't even, like, like that's like a confidence thing, too. Like, how yeah. my, I, like I've had my accidents in my life. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I called somebody once to pick me up from work. I was like, girl, <laughs> I've this had my dress accident. is no longer this color. It's red now. You need and to come and pick me up. it's super stressful and super embarrassing. Mm -hmm. And... I can't imagine having that happen regularly and have zero I can do about it, you know? Um, so like, this is yeah, like- I never thought about that. Like, hell it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like that. Basic, like, it helps you just feel like you have your dignity. Like, so there's this Black-owned sanitary napkin brand called Cherish. Um, and I met the owner or two of the co-owners of this brand here in Portland, actually, at a Black women's brunch. Uh, this past summer. And back then the website wasn't up yet. And I was like, come on, let's get it together. They got it together. Um, and it's called Cherish Panty Liners, 30 for like $6. Well, that's one of the products. They have several products. Um, they have sanitary napkins. They have panty liners. They have, they also sell testosterone. All right, we're going to get into that. The point is it is black owned. Um, we'll share the link. But yeah, if you go to inspirenetwork.com, in with no I in the beginning because so you know we extra. S P I R E, just the letter N S P I R E. Network.com, um, and you select products, you will find them, and they're black owned. I am having trouble finding their about me page. Okay. Um, but they're based out of Atlanta, and hmm. that is not a part of the United States of America. This is another. This is a flag. I do not know offhand. I'm one of those Americans whose geography is not on point. All right. Um, but the point is they're based out of Atlanta, the Inspire Network LLC. Um, and so, yeah, that's another brand that's black and is doing it. I don't see any black people on their website. I have a concern. Um, but How yeah. do you know they're black? Because the women that I met told me that them, they and two brothers, as they put it, had started this company. Oh, you're looking at the wrong website. I am looking at 
black people. <laughs> what website are you on? How come I can't Inspire see Inspirenetwork.com. How did you get there? And I'm. But if you select the products page. Oh, I didn't do that. And you go to Cherish, you just see this white rejoicing woman. Why do they always make it seem like people are happy to get their period? Oh, I see black people now, now too, though. Okay. There's also, okay. I mean, her website's not working right now. Um, but Fort Negrita, based in Atlanta. Yeah. Her deal isn't so much just menstrual products. She's a zero waste, um, I guess, advocate. I'll call it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But as a part of Zero Waste, she makes um, reusable pads. And does she have any other menstrual products? Not that I know of. I know I bought something from her. Oh no, those are spoons. You bought me some foldable. Some and you, William, my boo, and I. We all got forks, spoons, reusable spoons, sporks. sporks. There sporks, we go. Yes, spoons. It could be a spoon, a fork, spoon. <laughs> a spoon. Yeah, a we got spoons. Okay, <laughs> so. My, my this, question for you, mm -hmm. Are do you have a word to add on menstruation? Well, I think we should do sex a different episode. Yeah, I guess we should do sex a different episode. Um, okay, so for wrap it up for this discussion, I wanted to ask you. No, I still have more about menstruation. Jeez, keep going then. Well, because this, still talking about how conversations about our black bodies can be different for us than it is for white women. Do you remember when we went to that, um, shit, what was that called? Uh, oh, I remember. In our, oh. I know it was the REI basement, sustainable. Oh, uh, cycles. I remember. Sustainable cycles. There you know, I just got that pun just now when you said it, like just now. Aisha, it's been like five years. I just wow. got it, like just in this moment because wow. it's a cycle and they do it on yeah, bikes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got it five <laughs> years ago. <laughs> And I'm usually good with puns, but man, that I was I am still your friend. Okay, <laughs> so Aisha and I went to this this conversation, to this workshop about menstrual about menstruation, and the, I mean that was the topic. Aisha and I very much appeared to be children in this room. Oh, she's not telling you the part where she had to drag me in there, like. So I think I stood I, in the lobby of that REI for a minute before I went in that basement. I was mind not. you, there were other women there, mm. other women we knew, mind you. Lord, and so it wasn't like it was ready. a stranger danger kind of thing because I oh, should knew more than half of the women that were oh, going to sure be did. at this space. Sure that wasn't we was talking about lady things, mm -hmm. and I call it lady things. <laughs> so yes, you see, <laughs> see, this is her level of comfort, if you will. At least then. <laughs> We've, Aisha, you're doing so much better. I'm the fact that we've been having this conversation, like, girl, leaps and bounds. I still call and them so, lady parts. I yes. call it lady time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When my boyfriend asks me, or no, no, actually, he won't ask me anything. But like, if I'm on my period and my boyfriend is around, like, and he'll ask me something, I'm like, I can't do that. My uterine lining is shedding. Oh. Like, I'm, I'm very. I don't say that. You, that's not the terminology you use no lady, lady time oh lady time that's how i that's what i call it that's fine well what i remember getting the most squeamish about because this oh again this was about sustainable cycles they talk about menstrual cups i had never heard of a menstrual cup up until that point and at that time i was like 25. mind you we were in a room filled with other women most of them were white women 
Um, and some there was we some level babies. of familiarity. What? We were babies. We were such babies, adorable babies at that. Um, now we're babies. we're 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 still <laughs> adorable. About our bodies. <laughs> yes. Seriously, like that was when. Remember how I said I hadn't learned much since seventh through ninth grade. That day, I yeah, learned I learned a lot that day. Oh, so really much. Did. We learned about sponges and reusable pads. I didn't even know reusable pads were a thing. See, the thing with the menstrual cups that made me squeamish was putting my fingers in my vagina. Oh, but they were talking about it like it was like, oh, you can connect with yourself. And I'm like, and I was I'm like, not. fuck this. I ain't trying to put this blood on my hands. Do you know what happens when you go up there? Like, <laughs> what? I'm not trying to connect with myself. I'm good. Like, <laughs> I don't want to touch myself like this, especially not at this time. And so <laughs> the fact that they were talking about it so nonchalantly, like we were just talking about buying some bread and they talking about, let's put our fingers. Oh, <gasps> yes. yes. <laughs> no, let's not forget. Let's not forget. That's the day we learned that some people use their menstrual blood for their produce. I don't do that. <laughs> I won't do that. I got about that life. No. no. Okay. So, so fast forward. Oh wait, and we also learned about reusable menstrual pads, which at that time completely grossed me out because I'm like, ew. I mean, the yeah. last thing. I mean, I'm so, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this. So self conscious when I get my period. I don't want to smell like period blood. It is not a smell that I rejoice in. It is not <laughs> one that makes me think, ooh, I love this. Let's, yeah, moving on. The point is the thought of reusable menstrual pads, men, just, just connecting with my body in this way. No, nah, I'm trying to be as detached from this as possible. You know, you get a tampon, there's an applicator. You never actually have to interact with the blood because there's a little string. You pull out the string, boom, it goes into the fetus. Yes, dishes, but it's also boom. super bad for the environment and expensive. Mm -hmm. And the amount of, it's bad for the environment and also bad for our bodies, these tampons, because of the amount of chemicals used to also, get those, those tampons to even be white. The, what's the TSS something, shock syndrome? Uh, t yes, toxic so shock, toxic syndrome. shock syndrome. Yeah. Yes. Like, the fear of- Keeping like, a tampon in mm -hmm. for too long. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. You ain't got to so, worry about that. Fast forward five years. Um, we broke. I- <laughs> I, I won a menstrual cup that day. I won the raffle. I later on bought a menstrual cup. Oh, no, no, no. I went to the second one of these things, like the following year or two. And I won. I won. I learned enough. And I had learned, I don't know if it was that year or if the year it was that I went with you, that I learned of a Latina from the Bronx that was like, oh, yeah, I've made reusable menstrual pads with my mom. And I was like, my mom ain't making them. I'm like, mama, right? My mom ain't do that with me. She braided wow. my hair, but she ain't never make menstrual pads with me. Um, and so I remember learning about this and I was like, whoa, her experience with her body is different um, than it's been with my own because this whole time I'm looking at these white women talking about reusable pads and menstrual cups. And I'm like, yeah, that's a that, white thing. It definitely felt like a white person's thing. Like, So then when this Latina who is, I want to say she, I want to say that she's from Central America, or she's first generation American and that her family's from Central America. And so I was just surprised. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, how come your experience has been so much different than mine? And fast forward, if 
five years, I love reusable menstrual pads for nighttime because I don't know what the hell happens at nighttime. The uterine lining just be like, woo, party. Mm. Um, okay. I don't use menstrual cups because they get lost um, in my body. That might not be someone else's experience, but the way my body is set up, no. However, there's something else called- experience. There's something else called menstrual disc by this brand called Soft Cup. At least that's one of them. Um, and those work well for my body. Um, and it's reusable. It's not made out of terrible things that are terrible for the planet and terrible for your body. Although now they do make natural tampons. This is why those exist. That's why Whole Foods and Trader Joe's and all of them, they got $511 million tampons. It's because they're natural. Um, think about it as like buying organic, if you will. Um, Do you flush them down the toilet? The tampons? The natural ones. The natural tampons? I don't know. I've never, I've never used them since I started using the disc. Like what I don't makes use them better for the environment? Like, are they? They're not bleached because tampon, really? like, like the always tampons. Oh, they're better or, for you, but they're not better for the environment. I don't know. I would imagine perhaps because they're using less chemicals in the process of making them. Um, so in that way, it's better for the environment, just the like manufacturing process. Um, but I know it's definitely better for the user. Um, and so there's that. Um, what else is awesome? Oh, oh, our Amazon panties. Mm -hmm. Um, see, they have those things. Yeah. They're very expensive. And I, the way my budget is set up. See, and I own like four of them. Yeah, I should do a review. I own four of these because there was a time there was a sale. Like I bought one and I was like, oh, this is a good idea. And then I bought three more on a sale. They sell them in red now. Have you seen? I don't care because <laughs> the Amazon panties that we got like what, like a four pack? For yeah, like, they're not cute though. <laughs> but see, I, they are gonna be, they're more granny. Cute. They are a little bit more granny than I like to be, but. <laughs> It's more like an 80s granny panty. I, I like to think about it as like, by that, I mean, like, you know how they use, well, at least the ones I got from Amazon, they kind of have this like high cut. They make me think like, I'm gonna be in an exercise video. Cause Mine it's like, look like real high. They just look like regular, like regular underpants that you would wear when you're like eight. Like they're just black and they're just underpants. They're not like- Oh, mine are red. Oh, wow, look at you. Um, no, they just look like just generic cloth. Nah, I feel like mine look like they came from the 80s and I'm about to go to the beach. Um, <laughs> or I'm about to do an exercise video because they real high cut on my thighs. Either way, <laughs> these things look... Okay, so my question for you to end this was what would you wish you'd known about from Jump? And my thing is mm -hmm. period panties. Like a thousand percent Period mm -hmm. panties save lives, saves bedsheets, saves dresses. <laughs> I could have avoided. Girl. Because it's not like a 100% solution because you got to use something yeah. else with it's them. A barrier. It's a barrier. It's a barrier. It's like a warning. Yeah. <laughs> like if you spill, girl, get your life. Get your life. Yeah, it gives like, you time to figure it out. <laughs> whereas the thinks is supposed to, like it's supposed to absorb blood um like you know as many as certain number of tampons or something like that i don't like them that's how i feel about that i wish when i was in seventh grade mm -hmm. at the liberty bell <laughs> menstruating for the first time 
that I would have been I taught. I need you to watch Big Mouth. <laughs> I would have been taught. Carry on. Or would have been encouraged. And, you know, this will be another conversation, like if we talk about like sex and so forth, but that it wasn't gross. Not that I was ever taught that it was gross, but like until that conversation in the basement of REI, the idea even of wanting to interact with the any what my body considers waste one time a month because ain't nobody being pregnant right now um mm -hmm. disgusted me and i'm like ew like i i don't want <laughs> to i don't want to touch yeah i don't yeah i'm just i'm out here just trying to avoid the miracle of life um <laughs> for now for now for now for now um i wish i would have been encouraged to be okay with the you know my the blood coming out of Mm -hmm. My lady, my lady parts, as you would say. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. I think one of the things that really struck me about William, my husband, is how comfortable he was with it, even though I'm still not. <laughs> He's more comfortable than he you. Is, yes. It's like, why can't, like, wh why do I always have to be anxious about everything? <laughs> um, but he's like, I have, I grew up in a house of women. Like, this is not, and I'm like, you say know. Say no thing. But to, to speak of that, that was probably the first interaction that I had with a man where mm -hmm. it wasn't like this, like, oh, my God, you're on your period. Oh, you're an evil person. Or, oh, my God, it's so gross. Like, girl, do you not remember? I mean, I did hiding like your pad in like middle school. Oh, girl, I would hide didn't... my tampons up my sleeve, please. Like, like, like it was. Like, and even now the way they advertise them, the packaging is so that if it were to fall out of your backpack or something, you're not embarrassed because no one knows it's a tampon. It looks like a stick of gum or some stupid shit like that. And I'm like, <laughs> why are, what is this with our society? Yeah, we're which taught to be afraid like, of it or be embarrassed by it or be ashamed of and it. I'm telling you again, attack of the black, well, this is just and people I body snatchers. tell you that it's effective because I am all of those. <laughs> this is the patriarchy. This is some patriarchy bullshit. They want us to they feel ashamed. They want us to be ashamed of our reproductive system. Like, I'm not out here saying that I'm going to, like, you know, smear my menstrual blood on my face and be like, hear me roar. I ain't about that life. Or put it in my, you know, in my garden or nothing. I'm not about that life either. Nope. Um, but when I do have children, you're going to know about your options. You're going to know that this is natural. And shit, this is like... Don't some people compost it? I'm sorry, I just, I... How do you compost your pear? Do they like pour it in a cup? I'm sorry, I, I interrupted you, that. please that, go. I, I don't like that interruption. <laughs> I don't um, But yeah, I just, it's, this is some patriarchy bullshit. Like where we are ashamed and we're taught at a very young age, like you don't even want to hear the crinkle of the rapper when you're in the bathroom with other women. Like you're trying to keep this a secret. No one can know that I'm on my period right now. You know what I wonder? Like that is what? If they've updated sex ed to include all of these amazing features like menstrual cups and soft cups and- I feel like the, the easy answer is no. And the reason why I say that is because you still don't see them in your like local pharmacy. That's like, a mess because I, I feel like that would be so helpful for like yeah, people or. 
Yes. Low yes. income people because Re it's more sustainable. Reusable. It's sustainable. Yeah. And I mean, whether or not it was a, mud a money thing, although hell yeah, I've seen a ton of money on my period since this. Yes, because yes, I used to pay like, what, $15 a month for like the always with the plastic applicator. And it had to be the pearl ones. Cause those, those so slide better. Yes. Hell the yes, they do. Much better on those. That trombone was on point. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't pay that anymore. I buy, I please, please. And now they have these subscription services for your period. Like people are profiting yeah. off of periods. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but just be informed. Know what your options are. There are menstrual cups, there's period panties, there's reusable pads, there are natural Wait, the sponges. Tampons. Now, with the sponge, mm. is it just like a sponge and you just stick up a sponge? Or okay, is it like the sponge is at your sink? It ain't quite I, that. I know that. I know that. Um, but I do but think how do you use it is what I think, right? Because do you wet it? How do you get it up there? Like, I don't want to get dry it up there. Sponge. Do you just leave it in your underpants? Like, how does it? Nah, you got to get it up oh, there. BT Dub, I just read that. So, so what did you learn cups, about? You mm -hmm. cannot, or it is highly recommended or highly recommended that you do not use them with IUDs. Oh, oh but there is a similar or if warning for women using oh. menstrual cups. I actually watched a YouTube video about a woman with an IUD. Woo, I've never had one, but she accidentally- No. Mm -mm. Like partially at it. Oh, oh. So yeah, if you have an IUD, please talk to your lady doctor, AKA your gynecologist before you decide you wanna stick something up there because girl, mm. don't go ripping out your IUD, no. No, with no, sponges, no. I have no experience with that, but that's a thing. That's something that you could use if you were so inclined. But yeah, if you Another never have them. Know is that some people, I cannot say that I am one of them, but they use menstrual cups and soft cups and they have intercourse during their time, their lady time. I know of a black woman whose name, Sheena Lachey. Boom. Sheena Lachey, that's Cause a very to, good name. That's a solid I name. Used to, yeah, it is. I used to follow her on YouTube. She no longer has a YouTube channel, but she's a black woman. She, oh, she, whoa. I'm excited. I'm excited, okay. She's the reason why I know about soft cups. Oh. She was talking about, I think the title of the video was having sex on your period or something like this. And all of her oh. other videos had been about natural hair. So I was like, girl, what you on? And so I click on a video, right? Thinking it's clickbait. But no, she was dead ass. Um, and then I went I went on to read the blog post about it that she had written and she had linked the soft cups and she says she had sex with her partner, um, male partner, and it included penetration, all that jazz, like intercourse. And that she asked him, like he knew in advance, like this is what's going on blah, 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 let me know how you feel <laughs> about this and how it feels rather, not how you feel, but how it feels. Mm -hmm. And he has said, and I, mm, we gonna have a conversation about sex another time, but the point is he knew it was present. Okay. But it didn't move and he didn't mind. Okay. And she was completely unaware because like, it's like a tampon in that once you stick it up there, if you put it in there correctly, you don't feel it, you know, the whole day. You don't not feel if it you did it right. Yeah. Not, not if, if you did it right. If you didn't do it right, you're going to feel it. And then Just that's like, how you, you know, you did the cardboard it on your ass. 
on your Tampa. <laughs> that is the lesson of the day. Don't leave the cardboard or the trombone. You know what? I wish somebody would have told me that. That that would have been helpful. That would have been real. <laughs> I, you know where you could have learned that? If you would have read the instructions that come with the It was just pictures, Laura. And I, they were confusing. And again, I was terrified. <laughs> oh, you know what, though? Not for nothing. I do remember those pictures. Because for some reason, whenever I was on they the toilet written, and I'm opening a new box, I would look at the illustrations. And I'm like, why is why is the lady always white or pink? Like, why? And this is not helpful. It did yes, not help me. This is not what my body looked like. All I knew is that the thing went up there. And that's, that's as much as I gathered from those pictures. <laughs> With help of a trombone. Yes. 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 Whew. All right. Well, yeah. that was that's a discussion. Indeed. Moving on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I don't know. I guess I would like to hear if other women of color had specific experiences, um, cultural. I want to know what people's their... first periods were like, or like who taught them about their period, or like. Oh, what I remember was... what I said. I was trying to be dramatic. I said I'm hemorrhaging. I think I saw it on TV show or something. <laughs> Where some girls hemorrhaging <laughs> because she was like bleeding out of her neck. It was not. I knew exactly what was happening. I was just being extra. And, and my mom was like, no. being extra. Like she was like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> wow. I want to hear people's first period stories. And then like, what was your mother or your like the matron in your life? What was their part in your first menstruation? Like did they teach you about it? Did you make period uh, reusable pads together? Like what? And if you don't mind sharing what your like cultural identity is, your ethnic background, because I am curious in knowing, is this a black thing? Is this like, what are the trends? Like, I want to know what does, what did Jan learn? Did Jan's mom tell her like when she was nine, that this was about to happen when she turns 11 or something? Like, I want to know. If you have kids, are you, what are you teaching them now? Like, are you yeah. introducing them to these newer things? Or are you just like, mm, I ain't touching that. You on your own. <laughs> right? Like, are you being like, are you just putting it on the counter and then you're going to invade their privacy while they're trying to take a bath while they're on their period? Like, what, what's happening? Or you call on all the titis, you call on all aunties right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> so let us know. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at FixItBlackJesus. Or send us an email to FixItBlackJesus at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. All right. So moving forward um, to good old 45. Yeah, leader of the free world <laughs> currently. Um, so this man endorsed Roy Moore. And I feel like we talked about this. We talked about Roy Moore. Excuse but me. the fact that the president has endorsed him is just, why would you want your name anywhere near that man? And he did not endorse him once. He endorsed him twice. Our president also decided that Jerusalem is now the capital of Israel. Um, not, you know, in regard to the conflict that has been happening between <laughs> Israel and Palestine for the longest. Mm -hmm. This man is just trying to start war. Mm -hmm. And there's already conflicts happening. 
it's my personal opinion that he is trying to have his own 9-11. Like, he wants a 9-11. Oh. That is my, that's my theory. I have no so idea. he can be a hero. So he can be a hero, and then he can push agendas, just like Bush mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. We had no reason for going over to Iraq. We still ain't found them bombs, yeah. There are none. There were none. There, were, there never were. They just mm -hmm. needed nationalist fear. Mm -hmm. And for people to feel extra patriotic, whatever that means to them, so they could be like, you know what? Huh? The Muslim folks are sketchy, ain't they? Yeah, maybe I can. Could, I can. I can. I, I could see Trump being down for that. Yeah. Um. So I was talking to someone, and they were telling me that I think it was Will actually. And he was telling me that, like they have enough to impeach this man, but oh, yeah. because. Like, I, I mean, I know that's no secret, but because they run both the House and the Senate, mm -hmm. um, they're not going to. The Republicans, they're not. Yeah, like the Republicans. Um, in every case in the past where a president has been impeached or a motion to be impeached, i.e. Nixon and Clinton, mm -hmm. um, the opposite party held power. So mm. we're stuck with them until... Further notice. But like, hold up. When you get impeached, mm -hmm. is it you and your whole squad? Or is it just I you? I think we get stuck with Pence. I think that's how that yeah, works. Yeah, so then that's like, mm. Mm. So we don't really win? Right? Mm. But like, we sort of do? Like, we, we uh, it's kind of like, know. let's say if you he's play not, in chess, right? Mm. Like, he might be worse because he's not stupid. Yeah. Well, see. <sighs> he's evil. Yeah. There's a difference. Um, and this one I got a kick out of, and this might actually take us over to the fix, the thank you, black Jesus. Mm. It's a combination of 45 and thank you, black Jesus. Um, Trump, I'm sorry, a 45 mm -hmm. won't speak at the opening of the civil rights museum because civil rights leaders said they would boycott the event in Jackson, Mississippi. Thank you, black Jesus. Why would he be there? Solidarity. Yeah. We don't want Amen. him. Get out our face. <laughs> we, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> she. I hope Sweet Brown's still doing well. I yes, hope she is. She, last we saw her, she looked amazing. She did, and she was getting her hair did too nicely. Mm -hmm. Girl, get it. All right, Think so we leaves, actually to fix it, Black Jesus. Um, so Laura and I, we have our, our text message, our running text message, and whenever a new allegation, you know, because it's the age of allegations, <sighs> sexual allegations. Mm -hmm. Whenever one comes up, we just type the name and then. Mm -hmm. We, we know that know. that person has been called out. Mm -hmm. And Russell Simmons was one of our names this week. And uh, it had, before this point, been just a streak of white men. Old white men. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, the old white men are falling. Look at that. But, and we just knew that it was just going to be a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so that's where we at. Um, and this is, in this case, it's, um, I think it's rape. A rape allegation back in 91 <sighs> and oh oh yeah um <sighs> so there was this article that i saw pop up on my twitter timeline and the headline read what did the headline read black after hold on I'll cut this part out. Okay. So I think the tweet said something about um, 
Meghan Markle's engagement to Prince Harry gives black women hope or something like that. Some something about giving shit. black women hope. Like that was mm-hmm. the, that was the the catcher. Mm-hmm. And Foolishness. Ridiculousness. I want to slap somebody. Yeah, but but how? There you go. Hmm. It was written by a black woman. No. Do better. Yeah, so I just want to... What does she specifically say it gives us hope for? Uh, hope that we will all marry a white, red-headed prince man? It sort of gives this connotation that that is what we... Def- like, that's how we define our success, by who we marry, and I don't think that's fair. Um, I, I Wait, I... Hold up, hold up, hold up. On the one hand... I definitely will. No, but I don't think it's a matter of success. Okay, no. Okay. What were you gonna say? I, I guess I was. So like, let's say you would have married. See, you wouldn't have though. But like, let's say you were interested in marrying some bum ass cat, right? Like some dude that like you ain't got to know. No, like I thought you were an actual cat, and I was very confused. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a different episode. No, but you wanted to marry a person who I would say is beneath you in that they are not someone that's real. going who to. Isn't? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Carry on. <laughs> Shit. Speak it, girl. Um, <laughs> is your husband in the room right he now? Sure is. <laughs> Carry on. So to say, if you want, if you wanted to marry someone who I didn't think would bring out your best, um, someone that would not help you reach your goals and so forth, then I'd be like, well, I mean, it is my obligation, of course, to, to let you know about that. Like, no, you can't, that's not, that's not him. He's not the winner. Um, and, but like who you did marry, I definitely think does speak highly of you and that it is a list of, I wouldn't call it an accomplishment though. So yeah, I guess the, this whole who you marry, what is it? It affects your status or it, um. What was the term you just used? It offers hope. Like, mm, like, yeah, I, no, no, no. That's a, that's a lot. I'm like, not into that. I'm not saying that, you know, a good partner is not a contribution to your life. And a good partner is not a very healthy thing to have. But I also believe that you don't need a partner. I also believe no. that a good partner does not define who you are as a successful person. And I know Absolutely. a lot of people, and I, I know a lot of people like, you know, they search for love and they don't find, they don't find it or they're having mm-hmm. a hard time finding it. And that's very frustrating. Um, but I don't think that a black woman marrying this white rich man is offering hope to <laughs> black women. I'm sorry. Like I need to do for myself. Uh, it's also like the Cinderella kind of story where it's like, what do you mm-hmm. mean? Like, is it because he's Prince Harry that like he's a like because that's enough, like that's a different thing. It's like not if just she was about love. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like now she's gonna be princess. I mean, he ain't actually like unless his father and then his brother and then yeah, anyway, but so a black woman who did have something to say that I care about. Um but Jesus still needs to fix it. All tea, all shade. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, so, you know, the white men fallen. Um, what's that? 
oh, Charlie Rose, mind you, I liked Charlie Rose, um, <laughs> a news anchor. He's been around, I mean, the man is old. So he'd been around for quite some time. And Gail King is one of his co-anchors on CBS This Morning. Um, and what I appreciated was that she said, quote, Charlie does not get a pass here. He does not get a pass from anyone in this room. We are deeply affected. We are all rocked by this. King continued, he doesn't get a pass because I can't stop thinking about the anguish of these women. Like she then like turned it back into talking about the women that were affected and so forth. But I appreciate how direct they were, Gail was about saying, this is not okay, regardless of his accolades he affected the lives of you know x number of women admittedly i'm having a hard time the same way i did with bill cosby i'm having with russell simmons to an extent because he was you know he was one of our big ones like he he's russell simmons billionaire making the money being successful being a what do you call it a like a, a spiritual advisor to people. He's obviously a motivator, but he don't get a pass either. Like, this is and not he, okay. like isn't that like the most frustrating type of person if you're the victim? Where it's like absolutely like this guy is being put on a pedestal, and like yeah. none of these people either know or care what he you know what he truly is. And there's always that like, can you separate the creations from the creator? How do you feel about that actually? separating the creations from the creator. Um, like, will you still watch a different world? Cause I have recently watched an episode. Because Bill Cosby was the producer, are you saying? Yeah, yeah. See, there were things about that, like, I love that show. I really do. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a very important part of our, our culture. I don't know if I could watch the Cosby show anymore, but I think I could get away with a different world. Maybe that's um, what it was. I tried to watch the Cosby show and I was like, I can't watch this well, man. I don't know if you ever heard the story of when um, um, Lisa Bonet was pregnant and I think it was, what's her, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Um, Tempest? Um, no, 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 no. Um, Raven? No, 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 um, She is. Keisha Knight Pulliam. Can you please stop? She is. <laughs> Mom's actual sister in real life. What's her name? Um, Bet the dancing lady. Yes, uh, dancing lady. What is her name? Uh, why is it? Why is this? Felicia Rashad's sister. What Felicia is her Rashad's name? Sister. Um, Debbie Allen. Debbie Allen. Yes. So Debbie was saying, "Oh, when Lisa Bonet got pregnant, I was really excited, and we had this idea that we were pitching to Bill about um, that they wanted to show Lisa Bonet dealing with this pregnancy." Like mm. as a college student, like they wanted to yeah. write that in a storyline, and he wasn't about it. Wow, he did not want to show her in that light. No, like as a college it. student dealing with pregnancy, he wasn't about it. And I'm not saying that that's a reflection of like that's a sign that he was a sexual predator all along. You know, like that's not what I'm saying. Um, but it did make me a little sad about his like creative process because I thought that would have been a really cool opportunity to um, give power and give light to a situation that a lot of women experience, a lot of black women experience. And yeah. he thought yeah. it was too much. Um, 
I yeah, like that. But yeah, you ain't that. catching me listening to R. Kelly. You're not catching me with Chris Brown. Like I'm not. Oh my gosh, I dropped Chris Brown so fast. Like it took nothing for me to be like, nope. And admittedly, I to this day, I mean, I'm a Scorpio. I don't know if that got anything to do with it, but I hold grudges. Like I have like oh, 15 yes. year old grudges that I still have. Um, and I'm sure people have forgiven him. I mean, what matters most is how Rihanna and any other women who he potentially may have abused, um, not that I heard anything, I'm just saying, um, and how he is dealing with it, of course, like that's their business. But the fact yeah. is I am not supporting an abuser. No. So I'm not actively listening to anything. But no. when I saw like these young girls and there was this one young girl in my life in particular at that time, a teen, who was like his biggest fan and to this day is still a huge fan of his. I'm like him beating this woman's face really like, and you saw the pictures, this really had no effect on how you felt about him. Like what? Like how can you separate the creator from his creations in, especially in that case where you have physical evidence of the monstrosity that he is. But yeah. I mean, some people forgive. I'm working on it. Anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue into thank you, Black Jesus. So right. Charlie Rose is no longer on his show, his own show or whatever. Seriously. But he is being replaced with Christiane Amanpour, which I'm very excited. And Rory Gilmore would be very excited too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I know the reference, of course. <laughs> At first, when you told me this, I was like, why is her name so familiar? And I was like, Oh yeah, because she was on Gilmore Girls, and she got Which, Rory Gilmore first job as a Aisha and I are both fans of Gilmore Girls. Well, when I was growing up, my mom would always be like, "Do you wish we were like the Gilmore Girls?" And in my head, I'm like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so well, outwardly, did you say yes? No, I did not. Okay, so both I think I probably and made Um. Another thank you, Black Jesus. Just women just taking it all, taking over it all. Um, mm -hmm. House of Cards will continue with Robin Wright as the lead. So they're just going to write good old Kevin Spacey out of the script. They brought in the people to make it happen. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing that happen. I think the next season is the last one anyway. So yeah, let's finish strong with a strong woman lead. I'm into it. And my last thank you, Black Jesus, is that Colin Kaepernick won the Muhammad Ali Legacy Award and was surprise presented to him by Miss Bonance. <laughs> that was intentional. For mm -hmm. some reason, Aisha calls her Bonance. Okay, so I actually got it from a Tyler Perry play, not a Tyler Perry movie. What? Tyler you see Perry a Tyler Perry play. play? I remember those commercials. So I dated this guy in high school in the beginning of college and his family loved Tyler Perry plays. And one of the Wait, characters- An Asian guy whose family no, loved Tyler no, Perry plays? he was black. You found the black guy? All right. Look, like, that is what everyone at school said. <laughs> they were like, you like black guys? And I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> no, it's not that you like black guys. For me, it's that you found one in your town. It was That's... a diverse town. Oh, okay. It's more surprising that I found one who didn't think I was too weird to date. That was more right? impressive. Like, very excited. <laughs> this is very excited. Anyway, please continue. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, his family really enjoyed Tyler Perry plays. So I've seen a few. 
And there was a character. Wow. Like live or like on VHS? Well, no, it would have been DVDs by then. It was DVDs, but they were like DVD recordings of live plays. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. It was probably like Meet the Browns or one of the earlier ones, Diary of Mad Black Woman. Wow. Um, but there was a character who was a woman played by a woman, but she was over the top, but she would always call Beyonce Bonance. And so that's why I call her Bonance. <laughs> I never do that. And you've been calling her Benante since I've met you. So yeah, yeah. well, I mean, high school was a long time ago. It was like, yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, this week for Black Creatives, we've got some really cool stuff for you. <gasps> Excuse me. Oh, we're losing you. Hang in there. Sorry. We're almost we're almost home. Where are you in the future? <laughs> I am in the future. It is late here. So there is an app called Conbini, I guess. Conbini. I don't know if I'm saying that right. K-O-N-B-I-N-I. -I. But the app lets you bail out black prison inmates with your spare change. So it's Oh my gosh. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. So it's one of those type of apps where you set it up to take, like mm -hmm, if you buy mm -hmm. a product and it's two fifty. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. They will automatically round it to the next dollar and donate. Each time you reach at least two dollars in spare change. Wow. Wow. So I I'm so taken by this because I use apps like this on a regular basis. One is for investments. Another one is for saving money. Um, like I'm all for these sorts of apps. Um, but the fact that this one can create social change, like word, especially what when we know what we know about how you know men's like well, male and female, but black bodies are how they're treated in the prison system and how you will be wrongfully held or detained for years without just cause. Oh my gosh, I will be signing up for this. That mm -hmm. is what we have. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, and it's created by two black people. So it better be. Shoot. In Atlanta. <laughs> There you go. That's what's up. Um, wow. Also for Black creatives. Um, so I think it was Frenchie Davis was on the subway in New York City. And mm -hmm. she saw this man knitting and took a picture. And one of his friends oh. saw the picture and tagged him. And his business got a boost. And Let me just. It's called Black Boy Knits, I believe. Let me just add to this that mm -hmm. this is like a regular looking dude from the block. Like this is yes. yes. This is a dude that you would like you could easily see posted up in front of the bodega. You mm -hmm. could easily see him at the bar. You could easily see him at any part of your regular day-to-day -day in an inner city. Louis um, Bodia? Louis. Oh, it is Louis, not Luis. It's L-O-U-I-S. Mm -hmm. I, I read Boria. 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 Oh, speaking of pronunciation, so yesterday, just to mess with people, I introduced myself as Laura Solis. Yes, you did. Because <laughs> that's your name. Because it's my name, but I say it was to mess with people because bus out, we had to then get into like a group of five. And this woman had been writing everyone's names as they had gone around the room. There were about 40 people in the room. Oh, um, no, she did not spell it phonetically. She was like, how do you spell Lauda? Like, uh, I can't. <laughs> All right, so getting back to our friend Lewis, he decided to learn how to knit because 
he dreamed about something and he woke up and his hands were like knitting, like air knitting. Uh -oh. And he was like, oh, uh -oh. I'm, I'm, I need to learn how to knit. And he practiced every day on his way to work because he had a long commute on a train. His name is, or rather the website is Brooklyn Boy Knits. Mm -hmm. Oh, That's this it. is, I thought you said Black Boy Knits. Oh, I might've, he ain't a black boy. <laughs> I mean, he's a man of color. He's, he is a man of color. He got, and he got like 4C hair. So yeah, I'm gonna call yeah. him black. Brooklynboyknits.com. Mm -hmm. That's what's up. He said, for the first time in 10 years, I have pending orders. That's mm -hmm. what's he's up. Hiring, he's hiring. Y'all creating jobs out in these streets. He is going to hire some people. Yes. I need to go on his website and see if he got like a discount for something. All right. I know I shouldn't be looking for a discount. It's the holiday season. So I figured that he might, you know. Nah, pay, pay full price. Pay full price. If you can. I'll pay full. If you can. Yes. If you can, please pay full price. When my budget is set up at this time. And let me continue on with uh, some other black creators. Oh, I should have said I met him, but. No, you didn't. You have not so, met anyone yet. <laughs> Go, carry on. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson has a podcast called Star Talk. And he, if you don't know, you live under a rock, um, is this magical black man. Actually, I don't know if he would appreciate being called magical because he is a scientist. Um, that went to, I believe went to the Bronx High School of Science. Um, and he rocks my astronomical world in that he is so intelligent and speaks about these topics that I want to learn more about, but I have got time. Well, I mean, I haven't made the time to just go home and start Googling human augmentation. And by that, I do not mean breast implants, no. Um, we're talking about like AI and, you know, having a robotic arm, things of that sort. That was the episode I just listened to actually earlier today. Um, and he was having this conversation at Comic-Con. But yeah, like I was saying, Neil deGrasse Tyson has a podcast called Star Talk, one word. Which is also a TV show. And it's also a TV show that I did not know. Oh yeah, my goodness, they take I'm excited. special episodes, like specific episodes out of the podcast and turn them like they have video. Oh, and it, it brings me so much joy. What network. Oh, and I know the podcast is only once a week, but I'm okay with that for now. I'm good with that. How many so after you listen, well, I mean, there are other things I listen to that are like every day. But I really want to read his book, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry. I do too. And because he spoke about that another one. Digestible for people like me who don't know anything about. All right, how about you read it? And you, you know, if I read it, it's gonna be on tape. I think he gonna read it to me. That's what's gonna happen. Well, that's fine. Let me know if if you found oh, it. You gonna try to borrow the book? Because not an audio one. I don't like audio books. That's I've what I'm tried. saying. Like I'm not gonna. Yeah. Oh, I Can I have your books. login? <laughs> I think um, my favorite thing was like I love I love when the authors read the book because it feels like it captures exactly what they were intending. See, I thought that too until recently. I was listening to a book written by not gonna say it actually. Um, and I was like, damn, that person has like no intonation like in their voice, no inflection rather. And it was just like, wow, you suck at reading your own book oh that's like I, I wanted to volunteer <laughs> to read it for them because uh -uh. it was oh my so then i went on to someone else's book 
and they also sucked. And I'm like, gosh, mm. I think I might need, I need to figure out how I can do this for a living. Yeah, maybe it's just not for you. Yeah, it was, no, it, can't, it is for me. I learned to read because of books on tape. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. What? Uh, <laughs> that was all green eggs and ham. There were some non-Dr. Seuss books Dr. Seuss too. Cassette? No, there were some non-Dr. <laughs> Seuss books there too. I just can't remember their names. Um, but that's how I learned to read. I'd be going to Doña Gloria's house, my babysitter. I was three years old, wearing like a big ass coat because it was winter time. And I had my little, Tim's? not Sony <laughs> Walkman. <laughs> no, there were no Tims in my house when I was three. Um, but I had my little burgundy cassette player with my little headphones wrapped up in a blanket at the bus stop with my mother but listening to my book on tape and when i was in the bus i would actually you know turn the page you know they'd be like boop and you knew that's when you had to turn the page mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i was all for audio books when they was on cassettes but now people don't know how to read that's all i gotta say about that anyhow more black creatives um we did uh buy black episode recently and I forgot to mention the people that are actually, not the people, nope, the products that I've recently purchased um, or that I've repurchased. And this is one brand, it's called Ally K Naturals. Um, I buy her black soap and a few of her body, oh, sorry, hair care items. She started off as a YouTube person, like a YouTube personality, just doing like YouTube tutorials. And now her products are being sold at Target and like in different, gross uh different stores around the country i still buy her stuff online because i ain't going to target because it's a black hole and you wind up buying 300 worth of things instead of 12. um but allocate naturals she's dope and if you're looking for real black soap which real black soap is not black it is brown but anyhow oh it's just like black anyway uh, unless you anyway, move on. Um, what a revelation focused focused that's all of those for Black Creatives. Ooh, all right. And don't <laughs> it's a long one. Black Panther is coming. You're going to remind everyone every week, aren't you? Oh, I sure am. I'm really excited. All right, just making sure. Just making sure. I'm cool. I'm excited. Uh, I think that'll about do it for this episode. I think uh, we've gotten all of our uh, menstrual talk. Mm -hmm. Please tell us your period stories. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know oh, what. No, <laughs> sorry. No, that's not Jagged Edge and Fifty Cent, though. That's not. It's that's not, not what they. That's not what they, they say. Wanted to get married, not to each other. <laughs> <laughs> that was so strange. That music video was so strange. What in the club? No. Let's get married. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> On that note, I'm Laura Solis, <laughs> and I'm Aisha McGowan. And this is Fix It Black Jesus. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Please fix it, Black Jesus. Oh, my computer <sighs> froze. Oh, there it is. Nope.